All right, recording on Is it? OBS. Recording on Zencaster. I'm glad I tested because I've got no waves. Hello, one, two, one, two, one, two. Let's try again. Breakdown recap. Uh, Thoughts. Right there, recap, faults. Um, it's a great question. <laughs> um, I guess faults. Uh, can you rejoin the Zencaster, please? Sorry. All right, test, test, test. One, two, three. One, two, three. Test, test, test. I like the new OB, uh, the new Zencaster because I get more waves. I was going to say, so. you get more waves now. I noticed that. <laughs> it picks up lower frequencies, clearly. What are you trying to say, Fix? <laughs> I feel insulted now. <laughs> man, offended your frequencies. Uh, my phone on silence. Either of you getting the new iPhone? I don't even yeah, I got it on order. Through work, to be fair. I can't, mm. can't claim that it's a me thing. But I don't think I'm going to get it until mid-October, which sucks. But hey. not, even, not even looks. Anything good? Uh, well, the, the major change is like, the notch is gone in quotes, but not really. Yeah. I'm getting one tomorrow. You know. Nice. Bought it for a thousand bucks. Nice. I did it. I did it. <laughs> I'm trading on my phone and pay nothing for it. Uh, okay, cool. No, I think I'm on the. The problem is, I'm on the next. I don't think my upgrades grew till next year. So mm. I'm on that cycle. Gotcha. So, so you're opposite of me. Yeah. Actually, I think with my plan, I could technically upgrade every year. Don't do that, oh, though. Oh, nice. I'll be honest with you, my next, I don't think I'm even going to upgrade from this one. Unless, Honestly, you, unless you're telling fine. me it's like uh, the next amazing need it. Like, I think, because my, my, my contract currently is like, I think it's like £70. The only reason I'm upgrading is because A, I don't pay anything. Yeah. And then B, my phone's been acting slow. Because uh, okay. otherwise, like, I don't really use my phone. It's more of a paperweight for me, really. For the most part, mm -hmm. um, so I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. Uh, Paperweight might be a little bit harsh, but you know. No, I get what you're saying, though. <laughs> Jesus, I thought this was fucking roleplay for a second, though. And I fucking copy the link. Have you got a live link for me? I will do in uh, one moment. Cheers. Did you watch it, Crush? Uh, yeah, I did. I did not really. I'm busy, boy. How did the uh, New Year Twitch enjoy having a reaction stream? You know what they're like, mate. They ever say fuck all, and then until science not there, then it's oh, we really like that thing. Yeah, I hear that. 
All right. Played RP today, though. I actually enjoyed it, which was nice. Ooh Is there actual RPing going on now? There was today, yeah. Yeah, my character got, like, approached by, like, three... Well, was a speaking about three different gangs that you might join and some other Are you in, like, mobs. a different server now or something? No, no, I'm still in the same server. But, um... Yeah. It's, uh... Do you think the time away helped? I'm not... No, I'm still not going to be in every day. Walk oh, that, I ain't got the energy for it anymore. Plus, I've kind of been enjoying playing uh, Valhalla. Do you quickly want to um, check podcast reviews and stuff? Yeah, I can do. Nothing on my side. Do we read Dover's podcast review? We I did, right? Oh, so. uh, then we do have a, a a podcast review over here from Dover from I think it's July. <laughs> no, then we must have. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's from July 25th. Yeah, no, we've got no new ones in the UK. Cool. Hmm. Oh. We are ready, set, and good to go, go, go. Whenever you're ready, Matt. Uh-huh. I am ready. Sending the holding screen live. Dun-dun-dun. We're live. Okay, ready? Podcast intro running in. So you got five. Four, two, one. Hello, and welcome to my Xbox and Me, episode 374. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the one and only Two Fresh Crash. Crash, how are you? Hello, I'm doing good. Not too, uh, not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why are you giving me that face? You, I was just, I wasn't you even playing face. face. I you was just looking. Face. I was just looking at y'all. I don't like that. Okay, Look the other way. Look at somebody else. And the one and only, uh, Matt. How are you? I'm really good, mate. I'm really good. I'm worried for your neck right now, though. I'm not no, allowed to look at the crash right now, so I have to look up at you. I'm looking up at you, okay? So I'm looking in my top. Okay, you can, you can turn your head back. You okay, can turn your head you. back. Thank you. Thank I, you. I appreciate it. I'll be honest. As far as I'm concerned, and the people watching the video are concerned, you were looking at crash that whole time. So. On my end, I'm looking at you. Ah, well, on my end, you're looking at Crash. Only the live viewers then will know that you were looking at Crash and you fucked up that joke. So there we go. So right now, I'm looking at who? Uh, Crash, I guess? Okay, I mean, I this know. isn't good podcasting. Hey, uh, this you're is great it. podcasting. This is You have to go to the YouTube video to check that out. <laughs> and while you're That's there, <laughs> you hit the subscribe button. It's absolute amazing podcasting. What are you talking about? I've been doing this for many years, young buck. You don't <laughs> tell me what good podcasting is. I tell you what good podcasting is. Uh, yes, if you want the show early, you head over to patreon.com slash mcfixer. Help support the show financially. That was something with the YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash myxboxing me is where you can catch the show live. And of course with some other goodies uh, so go check all of that out when you can please so we're going to show this week boys Xbox Tokyo Game Show just happened today we've, we've, we've yep. hit it perfect timing um, they showed a plethora of new games um, is this in order Crash? Uh, I do not believe so okay well I won't pretend because I went after the, after the fact and got the list of the games. Oh, all good, all good, all good. First of all, what did you think of Tokyo Game Show? But Tokyo Game Show isn't for us. It is yes. so apparently not for the Western world. And I love that about the show. 
But I also think it's very easy for us to come here and either react to content and go, oh, that was crap. Or yeah. us to talk about it right here on the podcast and go, oh, that wasn't much. But it's not for us. Yeah. So I, what did you think? It, it was a great watch on a two times speed. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't, it's not for us. It's very apparent that it's met for the Japanese market. And so I wasn't a huge fan of it. But it looked fine for what the uh, the goal, the target audience was for it. I felt like the 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 big thing here was there was no there was no big gigantic game in my head. But then I see games like Danganronpa. We're gonna talk about it throughout Danganronpa. Obviously, Persona being re being reiterated that it's going to Xbox as well, um, amongst many other games. I felt like it was like it was a very good showing for games that I was like. Oh, I've heard of that game because it's on PlayStation or Switch or, or another system. Cool, it's coming to Xbox. That's actually really cool. And I do think they um, they saved one bit of news here that did matter to the Western audience, which is obviously Deathloop, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but overall, I, yeah, I enjoyed the show. Matt, did you have a chance to check it out? I did not. I just skimmed through it very, very briefly before we went live. But um, no, no Kojima? No Kojima. I thought we may have gotten uh, the little VT. Nothing con no. concrete whatsoever, but I thought just wheel him out once again uh, was quite likely. But um, but hey, like VGAs are soon. VGAs are soon. You know, we'll see That's Kojima true. there. That's true. That's true. We'll be about his podcast about a game. We have no clue, but we'll see him there. He'll be there. He'll be there. Yeah, I mean to go through the list of games that were shown uh, in no particular order. We got Blaze Blue uh, Cross Tag Battle. Um, and Guilty Gear Strive, which are both games that are coming to Xbox. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, both in Game Pass as well. Uh, I, I might have got that wrong. I don't believe so. There was a lot that was in Game Pass during this showcase. Yeah. Um, I might have got that in, uh, that bit wrong. But Chris, you're a fighting game fan, obviously. Yeah. It's good to see um, more of these titles coming to, to, to Xbox, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag is a little bit old at this point. Um, but Guilty Gear Strive is actually a really big one. It is probably one of the biggest fighting games right now, if not one of the best. Uh, I think it's up there with like Tekken and stuff like that. So that I think is actually a huge get for Xbox. Finally have that on the platform. Blaze Blue Cross Tag coming to Game Pass. Okay. Um, also has Crossplay, if I'm not mistaken. I might be reading that wrong. Um, yeah, that's so that that is confirmed for Game Pass. Which yeah, I agree with you. It's a Though an older title, still a very good one to have in the repertoire. Yeah. On the system, I, right? Yeah, I think the good thing about both of these games coming is that the only Arc System game that's been more recent, which is the uh, company that made those, uh, the studio that made them, um, is the Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, and so seeing Guilty Gear, which is their mainline fighting game that they make. They own the IP and everything. So seeing that come is sort of like, okay, well then there's no reason the next game they make and the next game after that shouldn't be coming to Xbox at this point anymore. I think you hit the nail on the head with that. And that's kind of what I felt about that. Danganronpa, Nino Kuni, all of these, these titles that, that were shown today was like, okay, the bridge has now been made in terms of um, partnerships, relationships, however it is you want to call it. Hopefully this means the next new titles in whatever the series is, we get a day one. Guilty Gear also in Game Pass. I was right. Oh, there you go. 
There you go. Well done, Fix. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, we spoke about it not too long ago about uh, fighting games as well, and yeah. coming to Game Pass and things like that. I remember. Was it Original Cookie Man who brought it up? I think during the question. Um, yeah. I feel like this is. They're two big fighting games that Xbox now have in Game Pass, which is obviously huge. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think overall for fighting games in general, there's Street Fighter and Tekken, which we'll talk about later in the podcast. Um, but Xbox is finally getting a majority of fighting games uh, where previously we've talked about it. It's like fighting games just don't come to Xbox. They're more um, Japanese focused and whatnot. Um, and seeing that change and more of them coming, I think is A, it's a good sign for fighting games in general. But B, also, I think it's a good thing for Xbox because a lot of fighting games, even if it's just the base version of game, uh, makes sense for those to go on Game Pass as sort of after a certain amount of time as sort of an advertisement for the game and like, hey, buy the season pass and buy the characters and buy the DLC and stuff like that. I think it's yeah. a very fitting combination. Yeah. Are you happy to see, obviously, Guilty Gear, I believe, was one you spoke about on the podcast when it was on X PlayStation? I think you played it on or was it on PC? I yeah, I played it on PC. I played it on PC. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, that game's very fun. I think it has crossplay, if I'm not mistaken, at this point. So um so that's just really dope to see opening up that sort of player base as well even more i think that's probably one of the bigger things for a niche like a fighting game is that having more players in that bigger player base helps the game a lot and i think that's also very very dope yeah no you're you're, you're totally right uh moving on we had uh, nino kuni remastered announced for xbox and obviously in game pass as well again it's not a game that Everything we speak about here, other than maybe AC, Deathloop, and Wulong, are games that prop Oh, Power World. There's a few. Um, that didn't really interest me, but again, it was one of those games where I'm like, I know the name, I know the art style, which is amazing. Um, yeah. And it's amazing to see it coming to, not only coming to Xbox, but coming to Game Pass as well. It, it just yeah. opens up. I, I cannot imagine, I'm not trying to be a corporate shield here, but it's like, I cannot imagine not having Game Pass. It's, I'm at that point now where I'm like, there's too much that gets added and frequently enough that I'm like, number one, how is this profitable? Clearly it is. Clearly it's working. But number two, like, it gives me a chance to try out a game like this and then go, oh, it's not for me. And I don't feel burnt on it at all. Yeah. Uh, are you looking forward to Nino Kuni at all? I'm looking forward to jumping into all of these and trying them, especially if they're available via cloud, which I'm not sure if they are or not. But it would kind of surprise me if they're not because the Japanese market is such like a huge mobile audience with a good internet infrastructure for, you know, the big cities in Japan at least. Um, and so like, yeah, I think this is awesome. And and just again, serves that audience. One of the things they mentioned early on was how successful the Series S has been out there. Yeah. Um, and getting that Microsoft machine into people's houses and getting them used to it. Um. And if all these things are available on phone as well, I think I think that's going to be a huge boon to them. I can't um, remember if it was Nino Kuni or Dan and Rumpa they definitely showed on Clad. I can't oh, remember yeah. which one. One of the two, I believe, they definitely showed because it had the control scheme on it on the. On the yeah, I think it was Dan and Rumpa. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I could well. be mistaken about that though. I should say, as well, um, like the fighting games obviously aren't going to be great on Cloud. Well, no. I don't know. Maybe they'll be fine. No. But, um, no. Oh, instinct song there. <laughs> 
<laughs> I haven't seen people complain about it. So. That's because no one's playing it. <laughs> no, I was gonna say. Oh, that hurts. That just hurts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up was Danganronpa V3, uh, also coming to Game Pass uh, as well. Another game, again, I I have I haven't had an interest in playing, but a game that I know was definitely I think it was on Vita as well and it's been it's been a, a long running franchise that just has never made it to Xbox so it's good to see it here to be honest with you 100% yeah I've what? heard a lot of good things about it as well like a lot like for a lot of people it is one of their favorite franchises if they do like it yeah 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 yeah, yeah I agree um next up which one I think is going to interest all of us in talking about uh, especially Matt P by the smile on his face uh Power World uh I think this was probably the best showing I've seen of it so far uh in yep. terms of me understanding what the game was which is ultimately is Pokemon uh with with guns that is what this game is it is unapologetically that and for that oh, and I kind of love letting it. this happen how is it happening legally? Some of these characters, legally? like you, would you, Nintendo you can't could, stop that. You could walk out into the street and show people a character from Power and a character from Pokemon. They would not be able to tell the difference. No, Unless it's the but, same thing, you can't stop it. Yeah. No, I. It's just. Wild what did you think of it? What did you think of the showing? Every time I see this game, I am more excited to play it because it's fucking mad. What the hell is happening? Pokemon, not Pokemon, pals are mining in a mine and yep. I can make a gun factory and a sweatshop and like, the hell is happening <laughs> in this game? I'm so excited. That's the part I, I forgot to mention was the crafting and stuff that they showed off as well, which I was like, yeah. this looks like a fixer-ass fixer game. I'm not going to lie. This looks uh, so good. <laughs> I was talking to Matt before the podcast and that's exactly what I said. It's a fixer-ass fixer game. It is a fixer-ass yeah, fixer, fixer game. Yeah. And I was just like, I literally, because I hadn't, I get this game mixed up with, I believe it is it. It's not Square Enix's game. The other one where it's like the big city and it kind of looks Pokemon esque. Uh, oh, uh, po Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. Like I know the one is. you're yeah. talking about. I know the yeah. one you're talking about. I got yeah. these two mixed up, so I thought this was that, and I was like, oh yeah, cool. And then I saw this, and I was like, wait a minute, what the hell? Oh, I have seen this before. Oh, this. Oh, and you're right. I saw a character just like Lapras, and I was like, I'm for it. I'm all for it. Like, rip too, Pokemon man. off as much as you humanly possibly can. Mate. And, like... <laughs> Make a good Pokemon game, finally, you know? Bro, like, the, Matt, yeah. The only thing I'm slightly afraid of with this game is that it will be... There will be so much. It'll be so obtuse and, and like, just too complicated and too many things going on and too many things thrown at you. Um... I could definitely see that happening. It's the way I always felt about, and probably wrongly at this point, but the Monster Hunter series. Played them way back in the day and was like, my little child brain couldn't handle the amount of things that were happening and that I had to do. Um, and so I could imagine this being similar, maybe. Hopefully not. Yeah, I mean, I, I, see, I see your... I see the argument that you have there. I, I don't think so. Considering what we saw today, I kinda, it was very self-explanatory to me what we were getting ourselves into but like you say hopefully there are deeper mechanics than just run around shooting from pokeballs and they literally learn pokeballs uh at pokemon that are not pokemon but uh hey you know like i say i'm all for it personally all bloody for it uh next up is funga funga fuga fuga fuga, fuga melody sure I don't, I don't remember what this game one. this is yeah that's literally what i'm looking up now um 
Oh, this is the one that's made by uh, CyberConnect 2. It's a RPG. I think it was on the Switch previously exclusively. Oh. Um, so this got shown here, and then they also showed uh, the sequel, which I assume means it's coming to Xbox as well. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, not again, not one that even stuck out into my brain, to be honest with you. So not not for me. Not for me. Uh, next up, we have... Go on, Crash, hit me. Uh, Kiriko. Thank you. Kiriko, uh, another one. This this was... So as soon as I saw the game, I was like, oh, it's Overwatch. And as soon as I saw the character, I was like, oh, this actually looks really cool. Um, forgetting that Overwatch 2 isn't out yet because I'm forgetful. I totally thought this that Overwatch was out by now. No, I think it comes out in like December or something like that, isn't it? No, it's October. No, it's October. October? Oh wow! Okay, let's see further out. Isn't that just the online and then the PVE campaign thing is December maybe? No, they delayed the actual like story and campaign stuff um, because that's what's been delaying the game is their work on that. So they're like, okay, people have been complaining enough. Let's just put out the multiplayer. Um, and get that ball rolling while we still work on the single player stuff. So, Kuriko is a support class character. She's a healer. Um, looked very in sync with Genji, I believe people have been saying. Like, that's similar. She has the wall climb that yeah. Hanzo has. Does Genji have a wall climb as well? He probably does. I don't know. Um, no, he has the double jump. I don't think he has the wall climb. I think that's uh, Hanzo. I could okay. be wrong, but she throws the kunai, Genji throws the shuriken. It's yeah. very, very in line with the, those two characters either way. Yeah. Um, I thought she looked cool. I thought it was a really cool design. Her kit seems fun. Um, I think she'll be very fitting in the game. Matt, you an Overwatch guy? I was when it first launched, and then I fell off hard and fast. But I think what Overwatch does is it's the strength of its characters, right? Like it's it's these interesting, both visually and mechanically, characters that you just want to play and know more about, and and the diversity in that, right? Like is feels natural to that world and that game, um, whereas sometimes it feels shoehorned, and it, and just that isn't the case in Overwatch. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for Overwatch too, but equally confused and kind of thought it was out. And so if I thought it was out and I wasn't playing it, am I actually going to play it when it comes out? I feel like once the conversation starts around it, when Chris comes on this bloody podcast and goes, we have to play, and I go, and then he's like, come on, you never want to play anything with me, and I go, okay. And then I play it, and I enjoy it. Maybe I'll be in, but I just, I don't see it. I, I, Right now, if you said to me to put money on, am I going to dive into Overwatch 2? No chance. I think it has the potential probably not to the same extent but to capture the zeitgeist in the way that elden ring did earlier on in the year where like my tiktok feed is just fucking overwatch shit Mm. and like and that then sort of would encourage me to play i think and so yeah i think the difficulty with overwatch is a lot of the stuff that's in there is old at the end of the day it's like characters we've seen so how much can i think there'll be like three characters overall two of which have already gone through the ringer of getting made uh, content made about them. So there'll really be one new character. Um, have you guys heard about how the battle pass works for this game? Nope. And how characters are attached to battle pass? Nope. So the characters are attached to the free track in the battle pass now, instead of just outright being for everybody. Okay. Um, which I am torn about. You can also just buy the character, uh, okay. which I think is the reasoning for what they're doing. Um, and I'm kind of torn about it. 
is it going to be similar to multiverses in the way that like different seasons have different initial characters unlocked and then you mm-hmm. unlock the rest through the battle pass and stuff like that uh i think every so i think it's every other season they said is going to have a new character with it okay um so it's not every season but whenever there is a new character they're unlocked through the battle pass um and i'm torn with it the paid battle pass or the free battle pass the free battle pass so you can earn the character for free or you can just outright buy them i personally don't so there's not really a problem problem. i don't see the problem yeah i understand why people are conflicted on it but i think people also yeah. need to go over the fact that overwatch is now a free-to-play game i was gonna say they also got rid of loot boxes so it's yeah. like how do you up the money you're getting in on a free-to-play game which is important to keep the free-to-play going and making new content for it yep. um and i think this is a good middle ground where anybody who just plays the game you can still earn it i think I am curious if after the battle pass ends, how then getting that character is, do you then have to buy that character? Um, which I wouldn't, I would prefer that because that also means once a character needs to be paid for that, hopefully more focus goes in on characters where overwatch one did have this issue of like character drought and just getting stale over time that hopefully this makes them focus on that more as well. Um, but it really is a mixed bag until we see more of how they're doing it and how it works. Um, anything to add on Overwatch 2, Matt, before I move on? I don't think so. Like you say, we got to see how that works, right? And how that's received by the community and what that means for balance and all these other things. And so I'm excited. Like I say, if I think it captures the zeitgeist in a way that I think it could uh, when it launches, I would be excited to jump in with you guys. Yeah, I can see us playing. I can see us playing it once or twice. I just don't know if it's going to be the game that won. (laughs) Pixel commit to play it once. No, do. no, no. I'm, I'm open to like, I'm, bro. I've been gagging for a new, a new shooter to dive into, but I think honestly, I feel like I, Cod's gonna, I feel like Call of Duty is going to be that game this year. I don't think I, I don't ever classify like Overwatch as a shooter. I don't think I ever classify it as filling in that shooter gap for me. For me, it, it is does. much more. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Like, like I'm picking this over COD, or I'm picking this over rainbow no, I'm picking, picking this over like one of those type of games right yeah i get what you're saying but i don't like i think when it comes to like filling in that niche for you i don't think you would ever pick overwatch over it because i don't think it'll give you that same type of fulfillment as those games is more so what i'm saying i feel like it does though overwatch to me again it's another game that i'm like i only find overwatch fun when i play it with friends mm. and it's a similar to rainbow like as much as i love playing rainbow but rainbow with friends compared to rainbow without friends chalk and cheese at the end of the day so yeah i don't don't, it's a hard one when you say you think you could see call of duty becoming like your end of year game or whatever you know like the game that you're shooting yeah yeah are you you're not thinking about warzone you're thinking about 6v6 dominations yeah modern Uh, warfare 2 modern warfare 2 yeah yeah i mean i haven't played a call of duty properly like I'm talking grinding for skins, going for gold. Yeah. Like I haven't done that since Modern Warfare One, like Call of Duty Four. Like that was the last time I was. Say. Yeah, Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare. Um, yeah. Even the like the remake didn't get me. Mo- and there's just a there's a weird buzz right now around COD, where like people are super excited for Modern Warfare Two. Story wise, yeah. I feel like I'm gonna really enjoy it because we really 100%. loved. Um, yeah. Actually, one our game of the year two years ago 
three years I ago? I think it would have been two at this point. Two years ago, I think, yeah. So, like, the story, I think, I feel like the story is going to be actually pretty good. But it's the multiplayer where I'm like, there's, I've had multiple people reach out and be like, oh, you going in on COD this year? And I'm like, I don't know. But if there's enough people that are saying it, it's going to convince me to want to play it, you know? Yeah, it was also three years ago. Three, Cold yeah. Cold War and Fangord, yeah. Free, yeah. To me, the idea, like, I like the idea because I played so much COD for Modern Warfare and Black Ops and Black Ops 2. Um, the idea of going back to that just feels really old school to me at this point. Like, like fucking retro. Going back to, like, a 6v6 domination match or whatever when Warzone exists and there's... I don't know. I can't imagine myself going back and enjoying it for some reason. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I don't disagree with you. I, I do think, like... Vanguard's probably a bad example because that game had like a whole bunch of good. issues like, with it. Yeah. But you could also say that about Cold War. And I even think Modern Warfare, this conversation was there as well. You had um, Warzone as the dominating factor. I think depending on when the next Warzone launches depends on whether I think this game has an opportunity for it to stand and run and really become something. I yeah. have no interest in going back to Warzone. So not even Warzone 2? nothing no so warzone yeah when there's a new warzone that's what i'm saying yeah exactly no, i knew, I knew what you were saying but i was just saying got it. um i have no interest to go back to war like that that game i will tell you warzone holds a very special place in my heart because obviously lockdown was it was just literally every single day of every single minute of like my my childhood friends were hitting me up to play obviously me and matt played like we streamed it all the time it was like but i thought about it the other day where i was like oh i might download and i was like no i'm gonna it's, go in and get destroyed yeah uh it's too too much at this point um a i think that game had a problem with its own the way it formed meta with people being able to create classes instead of introducing new guns so i do hope whenever we get a Warzone 2, that is something they sort of examine and like readjust. Because it is hard to go back after a long period of time of being away from the gun, from the game where it's like, you can't even make a good look because you don't have any of the good guns. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. If you don't stay with it and stick with it and unlock the battle passes and keep moving with COD, it's over. Yeah. yeah. It's over. So, yeah. Um, next up, we had Wulong. Uh, we kind of had like a little dev diary um, of this game. So it's Warlong Fallen Dan uh, Dynasty. Um, Dynasty? Dynasty? Dynasty. Dynasty. Sorry. It's an words. American UK yeah, thing. That was, that's literally what just hit me. I was like, wait, that was American the way I just said that. <laughs> um, I like the look of this game until, you know, they said uh, it's going to be very, very hard. And I was like, oh man like you couldn't just let me have a game like this that's not hard could you like it makes sense why it's hard i understand like that's why it's yeah. designed but ugh. yeah it's just team ninja at this point i think every you have the neo you have um stranger's paradise i think even the one they announced for uh, at the state of play um all look like they're going to be in the same realm of difficulty and challenge. And if you like those, I think this game's going to be great. But if that's not really your thing, I do think this might not be the game for you. The good thing about this is in Game Pass as well. Mm, yeah. Ka-ching. Ka-ching. Um, as somebody who's never played a team, sorry, Ninja, is it Team Ninja? Yeah, Team Ninja. Yeah. 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 Game. Uh, what should I, which one should I play? This one. 
Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> the wolf from already out. Uh, I would say Neo one or two. I Neo's think. Yeah, I think it's really your pick. There's slight differences between them. I think Neo 2 is the more modern one. Um, but there are like Neo 2 goes into more having powers and stuff like that to a degree that Neo 1 doesn't have. I think either of them are really good picks, though. Come on, check them out. You're not going to. Uh, who got time for that shit? Yeah. Exactly. No. Uh, and last two announcements here Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's Odyssey uh, going into Game Pass today. Um, interesting choice to show that here if i'm honest like i was just a bit like okay yeah i wonder if so i wouldn't a big audience in yeah and i i wonder if this goes hands in hand in hand with the um from ubisoft on the assassin's creed uh code red announcement it's sort of like hey let's put odyssey uh on game pass and make that announcement at xbox sort of for the fans over there to like sort of get hyped for code red as well makes it makes perfect sense done by the same team like this is the yeah. game that we did previously we're coming to uh, we're taking our game into a part of the world that we know you're gonna want there if we've done it right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so uh why not play our previous game see if you like that and then maybe it'll you'll, you won't be so culture shocked in what the game is when it finally comes out right yeah. Uh, and last but not least, Deathloop is finally headed to Xbox after its year of exclusivity uh, on PlayStation 5. Uh, it will be coming to Game Pass on September 20th. So, five days. Next five Tuesday. days. Next Tuesday. I'm surprised I didn't do it. I thought they were going to do it. Nah. There's got to be a reason for it whatever the reason is uh it could be update because i'm pretty sure it's coming out with um an update that's supposed to hit playstation as well cross play new weapons new enemies and stuff like that so i'd imagine that's what it is to hit day and date with whatever update the playstation side gets did you say it's getting cross play yes yeah it is getting yeah cross play i did not expect that for some reason yeah i mean it makes perfect sense from xbox's point of view Cool. Like why the it was yeah no it makes it makes I I it doesn't surprise me at all that it's got crossplay to be honest with you especially the type of game it is like the whole invading and stuff like that it's like yeah to have more people to invade and things like that makes makes ton of sense hundred percent I just hadn't expected it for some reason caught me off fair caught me off guard fair enough fair enough um. Let's jump into the news this week, boys. Before we do that, let me give a shout out to our Patreon producers this week. The one and only Aaron God and FNH Pool. We won't do news. We're going to wasp in our box beforehand, shall we? Thank you, boys, for the support. Um, so, I can't speak for her, but I can let you guys know Hayley has been playing Disney Dreamlight. Um, once she's played a bit more of it, we will have her on the podcast to review it for us. And when I say review it, it's more going to be, what do you think of the game? And her go, blah, blah, blah. And then that'll be it. She's not going to sit here and be like, mechanics, this and stuff like that. Yeah. So don't <laughs> expect it. Because she will get super flustered as soon as we start asking her questions. But she has been playing it. I watched her play a bit of it. And oh my God, this game is just Animal Crossing, isn't it? It's just yeah. Disney Animal Crossing. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, talk to us about it. You like it? It's great. It's great. It's like Animal Crossing meets a little bits of Stardew, but nowhere near as like complex as Stardew. It's very much about chatting to your 
Disney villagers, getting them all to come back to the village, populating the village with all the Disney characters, making sure everybody likes you and cooking food for them and giving them presents. And it does that cool thing where it's like, unlike sort of Stardew Valley, where you have to maintain your energy and, you know, fill up your watering can and all this stuff. All of that is way simplified. Your tools don't break. Your watering can's never empty. You never have to sleep. You just eat food that you find on the ground. It's great. It's it's all of that, but simple and got all the Disney stuff in it. And it's great. I have a question, and this is a very serious question on whether I will like it or not. No, Chris, uh, stop. What? You will not like this game. I, I just want to ask my question. Can I marry Woody? Oh, okay. Oh. So, Woody, not mm -hmm. in the game yet. On his way, I believe. Can I marry any Disney character? No. Zero out of ten. Chris, this is fair. not a you game, bro. Let me tell you. Zero out of ten. Not zero out of ten, I respect that. I watched Hagley play and I went, oh god, no. I didn't I'm gonna be honest, I've seen gameplay for it and I'm like I like Stardew Valley. I like those This, this isn't Stardew. Right? Yeah, no this no, is... that's what I'm saying. I like yeah, those yeah, type of games too. and I saw this and I'm like, no, this is like this is child's version. Yeah. This is baby's first baby version of yeah. Stardew Valley. Not even it no, is... not even Stardew, it's definitely Animal Crossing. Yes, it's way closer to Animal Crossing, but they've done away with all of the wait 24 hours for this thing to be built. Like, I, none of that, but everything's instant. I have heard that, like, um, certain characters are only up during certain times of the day yeah. based off what time your console is as well, yes, though. So they do have that. Have they that. do have certain things in it. Like, Haley said to me that she had to she had to go and check on her plants, and I was like, does that not just happen normally? She's like, no, it's like Stardew. Like, you have to wait for the, the trees to grow or some something like that, something along those lines. So... So your day-night cycle is based on where you are. Okay. So like the, the day-night cycle is like if I went on it this evening, it would be night. If yeah. I went on it tomorrow morning, it would be morning. Um, and so that happens. It, so far, and this might be different when you find more crops to plant or whatever, um, everything only needs to be watered once. And then you can leave it for as long as you want. It doesn't take, it takes probably 20 seconds for that thing to grow. But then you can just leave it there if you don't want to pick it right now or whatever it is. The difference between Matt and Haley is Matt is unofficient with his time. Haley's like, I gotta get to my plant right now because so, it's done growing. I'll and tell plant you, the next thing. She did tell me that she like skipped half the tutorial and was like, "Oh, I'm picking up." She found a pickaxe before she was meant to, and she's like, "I've played the game like this before. I don't care about whatever you're saying. I know what I need to do." So she just went off and was like, "Boom." Yeah, that'll that will fuck you a little bit in that you need to just kind of hold hands with Merlin for the first probably hour of the game while he teaches you how to do stuff and, and talks you through the process of doing things in the order he wants you to do them in. That's um, not how Haley rolls. Haley doesn't need Merlin. Exactly. Merlin needs Haley. Exactly. Don't get it twisted. Exactly. Fair That's fair enough. Um, but yeah, for me, it is the perfect podcast game. Throw it on. I'll enter a new biome and it'll be like, oh, now it's playing Moana music. This is fucking great. And like, I, I, I just really like it. I yeah, really she, like it. Again, I'll let her talk for herself when she finally comes on and talks, but she said that it's like the perfect game for her to play after work. Like she loves video games just as much as us, but she she's not a great gamer and she gets very stressed and pissed off at games very easily. She said like this after work is like turn off her brain, she can just play. And I said to her about um, obviously having cloud saves and stuff. I was like, you can play it on the laptop if you want. And then that way you can watch TV at the same time. She's like, oh my God. So now she's like getting ready to install it on the laptop so she can play while she watches TV. It's like the perfect like side project for her while she's while she's uh, getting on. And during that podcast, I said I'd pay her. So now she keeps talking about that. 
She keeps so Ooh. I said salary or something like that, and now Whoops. she keeps saying, "I can't wait for you to pay me for all this work I'm doing." I'm like, "Oof, damn, oof." Awkward. Here's what I will say about it: is is um, I think the the basically you have to go to these other worlds to collect uh, the characters of Disney who have forgotten that Dreamlight Valley exists. Cute, oh, okay. um, but these other realms that you go to are tiny, like. Remy from uh, Ratatouille is literally a kitchen. It's literally a room. And you go and you do some missions in this kitchen for him and then he comes back to Dream Valley and there's no reason to ever go back to that other realm, as far as I can tell. Maybe things will change. But I was surprised at how small those little offshoots are. It's all about going there, spending as little time as possible there, getting the character back to your hub world. Um, But I think what disney has done very well here is just gone oh yeah we'll just do animal crossing but with all the fucking characters you like and if they start introducing marvel and star wars and everything else they can shove their hand into this could go on forever and be wild and great and it will get you in every goddamn time do you know if the toy story content is a free update or a paid update good question i had assumed it was all free i believe the game is free to play. I think they've said it's free to play, isn't it? It's in early access right Game now, but when it launches, it's going to be free to play. Yeah. I don't think it would be free to play because it's on Game Pass, but I could be wrong. You can always put a free to play game on Game Pass. Nothing stopping you. Um, I will say I would be worried about the game in terms of the long term if it is free to play and they have it and what type of microtransactions that would have. If it's all cosmetic, I don't really care. That's fine. Whatever. It's an interesting point. I don't know if the, if the Toy Story update is free or not. I had assumed that it was. I have not run into any situation where I've even thought or considered about spending money in this game. As it's early access, it could be like all the updates up until it's fully done are free to play. I and then whatever's after that. There is a battle pass that gets you uh, like cosmetic. I haven't bought it, but it gets you like cosmetics, like t-shirts and pins mm. for your character and stuff like that. Um, so maybe that's just how they're going to make their money. I don't know. I'm trying to look up the update right now, um, mm-hmm. so I could see what we are getting. Um, like, like I say, this could end up, you know, essentially looking like almost as ridiculous as Fortnite when you're running around and fucking Darth Vader's in his house over there and Mickey Mouse is over here and Wolverine is hanging out in the garden. I wonder if they will go so far as to add Marvel characters. I, I don't think they will. I don't think it'll come soon. I could see it coming in a year's time or something like that. There's so many Disney properties. Sure. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you know, you're like, right. I would love to see I, it. I feel like them. the Marvel characters, for the most part, I think there's a couple that you could possibly add. But for the most part, just don't feel like they would belong in a game like this. I agree. The thing that kind of um, made me feel differently about that is that um, and, and maybe this is a bit more silly, but like new school characters interacting with old school characters. Like, um, I can't even remember his name. The hot guy from Frozen is like hanging out with Donald Duck and they're having like conversations and they're having storylines together. And for some reason to me, that felt almost as divorced as a Marvel and um, Mickey Mouse or whatever. You've never played Kingdom Hearts? Oh, well, that is very true. So, I've seen <laughs> go ahead on, on the early access roadmap free updates you've got 
launch, obviously. You've got Lion King update, which is meant to be full 2022. You've got Scar, main story continues, and more surprises. And then late fall 2022, update two, new characters, which is the Toy Story uh, arc, which is new characters, new realms, more surprises. And then it says more updates to come in 2023. Um, so free, both of the characters and stuff like that is all free, and all that content is free. Okay. Uh, um, and it's still in early access right now. Yeah. That that um, yeah. That, that, I, didn't, I didn't realize it was an early access game. I've got to be honest with you. Um, um I'm so. trying. It's a thirty dollar game, so you can buy it right now for thirty bucks. There the base go. version, and they have a deluxe and an ultimate edition. So I imagine. I wonder if the price will jump up to sixty once the game's done, and that's Maybe. just the price for early access. Maybe. Oh, um, I, I will say for early access, like I've probably put maybe close to, no, maybe not 20 hours, maybe close to 10 hours in and I've still got like stacks to do. Like I, I can see everything I've got to do, right? And there's loads. Um, one other tiny little thing that just made me kind of happy inside for some reason is that um, if you're wandering around and you see two characters talking to each other over there, they'll have like little speech bubbles above their head. They refer to you as their glorious leader, which feels very north korean dictator to me and makes me happy all right all right <laughs> me too me too 100 um crash we've been pub uh i play temtem fix oh <laughs> playing temtem oh you did yeah, yeah i've been i've been uh, invite. playing what invite i was still waiting on you to uh, honor the invite <laughs> When, when I convinced you to buy it, um, <laughs> <laughs> what, is it good or? Uh, I enjoy. It. I think it's more of the same of um, what we had played back then. So I don't think if you enjoyed that, you would necessarily enjoy what's there. It just yeah. seems like there's more of it, um, and it feels like a more complete package uh, in terms of what they want to do. If it does, there are certain things in the game now that do feel um, a little bit more MMO like, which they are referring to the game as an MMO. Yeah. Um, which makes sense with how they've designed the game, but it's cool. I do think it is, it is a cool Pokemon substitute. And as far as games that sort of riff off the Pokemon idea, um, I think this is probably one of the better ones and probably has legs to stand on going forward. Um, now, if they succeed in that and they keep developing it, we'll see how far that goes, but they have been supporting this game for, it's been like what, two, three years at this point. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I enjoy what I played. Uh, I, it's a it's a good palate cleanser until the next Pokemon comes out. Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. Enough. Okay. Okay. Is that that's not Xbox yet, right? Yeah, it's oh, it on is. everything. Yeah, it officially launched uh, a couple of days ago. It's everywhere now. Okay. I think even Switch, if I'm not mistaken. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, you've been playing Fix. Oh, mate. I've been playing games, boys. So, where do you want me to start? I feel like the most potent one would be NBA 2K23, if we're being totally honest with you. Uh, so, uh, I've got NBA 2K23, uh, M uh, 2K sent to me, so just thank you 2K for the code. Uh, that being said, ugh, God damn it, 2K. Really? Yeah, so Not a great game. NBA 2K23 might be the best basketball game that ever exists, like in terms of the mechanics of basketball. But this year's game, there is the the the. I mean, I'm still early. I've got to be honest with you with the career, but the career mode is awful, awful. They have so intertwined career mode 
which has always been intertwined, career mode and, like, the city, right? Like, usually what happens, though, is you, you play your career mode, whether you start off at college, you play your career mode, you get that done, then you transition into the online, pretty much, which is the park and pick up games and rec league and things like that. And last year's game was my biggest critique of it was, oh, it's a, again, it's the best basketball game ever, but um, story mode feels very, it's just there. Like it's not, it's, and, and bias is there. It's very light that it's there. It's there, but you still, you still had, there was still a story. This year's story so far from what I've played is very much, you instantly go to the NBA. So there's no college. There's no build up. There's, there's, you play one G League game, which is like the league before the NBA. Like they said, their subject, if you don't know basketball, um, you play one G League game, which is the finals. And then you, that's where you meet your rival. You're, every year you have a rival character, like, you know, whatever. But this year feels so intertwined with just VC. And VC's always played a huge part in the game, which is the currency, right? Pe everybody knows. You buy the $100 version of NBA 2K, and on top of that, some people are spending two, three, four hundred $400 on their characters, that's that's not that's and that's usually for like the real top top level players, multiple builds and things like that. Is that still wrong? Yes, in my opinion, it is. It's very egregious. It's very greedy. It's very uh, predatory. But we've come to we've we that's where we're at, right? Like like uh, FIFA has ultimate team. We've come to accept that. This year's NBA to me feels even worse for VC. I've put in, so I got I got given with my code was the the Michael Jordan edition, which comes with a hundred, uh, no, a thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand, hundred thousand VC. Sorry, I had to do the math there in my head. A uh, hundred thousand VC that got my character to seventy eight rated. So that's a hundred dollars. They're done to seventy eight rated. My character feels like crap even more so than it ever has. And it feels like this game... To Don't get me wrong. Every year, it's always bad for bu buying clothes. 10,000 VC. 20,000 VC. Like, it costs... Everything costs money. But this year, for... I don't know why. Maybe it's because career mode is just so bad for me. And I'm just... I've instantly gone to online because the career mode is so non-existent. I'm like, bro, what the hell? Like, it's very obviously that it's tugging at my my pocket to go, come on. Put some money in. And I almost have a couple of times. But I, I think I'm at the point where I'm like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, this is this is ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. It takes you forever to gain VC, which it always has. But this year just feels even more so. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel fun the way NBA used to feel fun to me, which was you come in, you do your career mode, then you, then you, so then you build your character up to... I don't know, an 80 rated, let's say, whatever. Like, with your, with, you get to an 80, 85, 82, 83, whatever it is. Then you might buy $20, $30 worth of VC to get the character to a competitive state in online. This year, it just feels like it's like, nope, skip all that, give us your money. Right. And I'm not interested. Well, so, significantly worse experience from last year's. From a point of view of the, me the the mechanics of the game, no. Mechanically, but the game is better, <laughs> looks better, feels better. It's the best NBA, It's the best basketball game that to exist. But if if you had to pick one to play today, 
not gameplay wise, just sort of talking about yeah. like. Uh, oh, take me back uh, to the, full aim, bro. Take me back to full uh, aim, like. <laughs> but if if then if it is a up to like a versus, like I'm gonna play with my buddy, we're gonna pick teams, whatever. You would rather pick, still pick this one. New version, yeah, yeah. Because okay. it's okay. still this year they've they slowed down the they slowed down the game so much, like dribbling, right? Like dribbling, you don't have players that can just dribble constantly because of the stamina meter and stuff like that, which means people actually have to play basketball a little bit more instead of being a greedy fucker on the court, which was always the most annoying thing ever. You know, like, you got a guy just doing backwards dribbles the whole damn time, and you're like, I'm open. Pass me the ball. Um, there, mechanically, it's a much better and sound game for me, but it just feels very egregious at your pockets. Okay. So for people who don't, typically play the career mode and stuff like that you think you're gonna pick this it, game it up to play hitting. to play as michael jordan um not even to do like his career stuff but to do just like you want to play a basketball game you've got that you've got um what do they call the league mode i can't remember what the league mode's called but like there's a league mode which is outside of my career and stuff like that yes this is the game worth getting 100 100 percent. but yeah i'm looking at those i just said is it's a pain Sorry, I was I was no, looking thanks. at the Metacritic now, and really the only one that stands out to mention what you're mentioning is IGNs, and they say the exact same thing. I'm, I have no interest in shelling out additional cash, even beyond the expensive Michael Jordan edition, or grind for an insane amount of hours just to be able to compete in an online court. So, but but it's at a 77 on Metacritic, and every yeah, because, other review is like because, wildly popular. Yeah, because listen to what I just said. Ultimately. Well, sure. If you're reviewing the game based on it being a basketball game, it is the best basketball game to ever right. exist. Like that's the that's I, just, I think that's why I think like you you've got this with that same thing with FIFA and things like that, right? It's very hard to review a sports game uh, nowadays because it gets graphically better every year, yeah. no matter what. It usually usually gets mechanically better um, year over year, but that's not where the problems are. The problems are not in its gameplay or in its mechanics. Its problems are in, you know, like I say, it's microtransactions and how the game makes money. So you know? How, why? Because I'm so not in the, you know, sport game world. So to me, this seems mad. This seems like when EA were doing dodgy shit in like Battlefront and they got so much pushback from the audience that they were like, oh shit, okay, this isn't the way we do things now. Um, but it seems like sport games have gone so far now that there's no bringing it back. Like, what is the what is the conversation amongst other people who are it, playing the game? There's no competition. There's no competition for NBA. There's no competition for FIFA. There's no competition. Like, the problem, I saw a tweet about this, actually, recently that sort of was like, oh, yeah, that is the problem, is that there are no more competitions for NFL. Like, there no. are no other games that are competing with these. It is this game. And the experience of playing the game does get better, but they're also like, hey, we can, we're also going to start charging you for more. We're also going to start like, hey, you want to upgrade your character and all this stuff. And that's just ultimately what NBA it is. There is no competition. NBA 2K has always been this way when it comes to VC and stuff. That, that This yeah. is what the game oh. is. So oh. this has been the same thing since, I think, I I've been playing since 2006, right? No, two, like 2K6. Back in the yeah. day. So I can't remember exactly when they brought in. I think it might have been 12 or 13. This has been how it works. But the thing is, I feel like back in the day, we were at least getting the Spike League story. 
So yeah. for me personally, especially back then when I was buying games and not being sent them, I was buying NBA to play the story of mm. being an NBA player and building my person up there. Whether I touched online didn't matter to me. Yeah. But now the game, especially the last two years, the game is so interwoven with the online mode with the park and rec league and things like that, that I'm like, why am I buying this anymore? Because, or, or playing, it, but ultimately it comes down to playing this anymore because the career mode in which I loved has been just stripped back and stripped back and stripped back because the hardcore of hardcore players, when it comes to NBA, they don't care about the career mode, they skip it. They get the game, they go skip, 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 get to the basketball, get to the basketball, which I play FIFA. I understand. I, I totally agree with you. I felt the same way with the story mode they put in FIFA. Because when you care about a sports game, you want to play sports. But when you're a casual fan, you want the pizzazz that comes with a with a yeah. game, you know? And don't get me wrong, this year's game does have the Mike and Jordan Legend mode or um, the Jordan Challenge mode thing, which let you, lets you relive like Michael Jordan's most iconic moments. And it's done really well. It's very good. Again, because the game's so beautiful, it, it looks amazing. But I'm talking about from a my career point of view, it is just a, a real, real shame. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah. It is a little bit heartbreaking, to be honest with you. It is. I'm also playing more uh, more Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, I've gone back. I'm about 20 hours in, 25 hours in, something like that. Um, thankfully, so I was playing it on GTV, right? And I got to the exact same part that I stopped at in my Xbox uh uh, uh, campaign so yes. it was like i literally switched over i was like huh i literally did perfect. the same mission i literally skipped through all the cutscenes like i'm up to date here we go uh and i had like all the waypoints unlocked a bunch of the 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 wealth stuff's done artifacts done i was like huh i remember why i've put 20 hours into this, or 15 hours into this game already because i went around to every part of the bloody map sinking everything already like yeah nuts absolutely nuts um so i'm playing that really enjoying that again which is nice. I know it's not a new game, but I need to get it done before Mirage comes out, as the boys told me. So I am doing just that. Played some more FIFA. We don't need to talk about that. Um, Power Wash Simulator. I finally started that. I was a little bit stressed the other night. So I was like, oh, you know what? Let me... Why not? So I did like the opening van where like, you clean that van for the opener. And like... I was like, wow, this game's way more in-depth than I was expecting. Like, in terms of, like, different jets and different heat temperatures and, and like, crawling and laying down to get underneath the car bit. And I was like, huh, I can see why people enjoy this. Um, I don't think I'll probably go back and play much more, uh, if I'm honest. But I, I get it. I finally understand why why you were talking so highly of him, Matt. Good. It's a good game. <laughs> probably not going to make top 10 no. list for the year, but it's a good game. Yeah, I did. Uh, I also went. I went to the garden mission, the mission after that, and it was like cleaning the pond. And I was like, "This is long. Fuck this. No, I'm good, bro. I'm good. <laughs> it, like, nah, I'm good." <laughs> it throws you in deep. Like, it, basically, it alternates each level. So, like, the you know, first level is a van. The next yeah. level is an entire backyard, and then it goes back to like one single thing, and then uh... it throws you into house, and then it, and the levels get huge. Like the playground is massive, and um, yeah, those levels get big. I think it's to encourage you. To jump online with some randos, but fuck that. They're gonna ruin my passion for the game, you know. That's 100%. why you'll be playing a lot of it, right? Fix your passion. <laughs> yeah, my passion for cleaning. That's why I don't clean my own house. Um, 
And then the last one that I'll talk about on here is As Dust Falls. Uh, I finally got around to starting that beyond like the first opening bit that I tried before when I had it. Um, I really enjoy it. I think it's a really good game. I played it through with Twitch chat, which ultimately makes everything 20 times better because yeah. it's pretty much me arguing with chat. Um, I turned on the Twitch integration mode. They were making decisions. Um, and then I was overriding the ones that I really wanted to change. And, you know, I like I like how they've got it integrated, though, with the voting system. It's really cool. It's really intuitive. It works, which is uh, nice. Um, Very cool. I can't quite get over the art style. It does, from moments to moments, it does catch me off guard and pull me out quite frequently compared to even like a Walking Dead um, or a Wolf Among Us. There's something about the art style, while beautiful, doesn't resonate with me story-wise as well as, say, a Telltale and things like that. So, yeah, I'm only about, I'm about probably, I'm only, I think I only just finished chapter one, actually which is about two and a half hours, something like that. It's like five chapters. Um, what? What are you playing face that? That's so much longer than I wanted it to be. I was literally just thinking this is probably one of those games I have to play before the end of the year. But ultimately, so I think it was told... I, to I got When I read how long to be, it says like six hours. But like I say, I'm playing it with Twitch chat though, so decisions aren't that say, much longer for me. Yeah. Like they're like 30 seconds of decision. I think it yeah. is. So okay. I'm sure you'd get it through. It's about six, six, seven hours, maybe eight at a push. Um, I think you'd get it through and done. So, okay. Just speed run it, picking random decisions, and the outcome you get is the outcome you get. No, do not do that. There's no point for playing the game at that point, is there? Um, no, I want to play with Emma. We'll get to it. We'll get. To I feel it. like you guys would enjoy it. It's just like I say, if you can get over that art style of um, what it is, the story they're telling is quite interesting. Um, I don't want to spoil it because that's the whole game, but um, there were some decisions that I made when I overread chat and it goes a different way than what you were expecting it to go. Like you expect it to go one way that doesn't and then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I should have thought that through a little bit more. So it, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It is. Um, should we get into this week's dashboards really quickly before we, uh, before do, we uh, do anything? Breaking news from Matt. Um, it's actually something we forgot to talk about during the topic of the show about TGS, and that was the lack of Final Fantasy VII. Oh, it's time to concede. I will take a double stack. Fix got video game awards. He's always got something. To be fair, I did ultimately say that I have no problem conceding. You did. Um, today. But you said January you 1st. It's true. You it's true. said want, it. So I just wanted to remind you, you've fallen at yet another hurdle. <laughs> I just wanted to January like, dig. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just wanted us not to get through today's episode without just that reminder. But then we can move on. How do you on. feel, Fix, right now, in this moment? How, how how did that make you feel? I have to be honest with you. I thought it was a slam dunk. That I would... That I, not, not this... Not this... This... This show. But that game not this being year. on the Xbox is wild to me. Wild. Because, i tell you why I thought it was such a slam dunk. Is I remember when I bought Final Fantasy VII Remake. And it had a sticker on the front of it. 
there was like and it had the and it had underneath it it had like the release date of when the when it's ended like i remember it like it was yesterday like exclusive until and i was like oh all right this game will will at some point come and then that time passed and we waited and that time passed to PC. and we waited it did come to pc and i think that's where i f***ed up after we saw the leak, do you remember we saw the leak information that came out about PlayStation and how they do their exclusives and yeah. stuff? I kind of knew then that I was in trouble. Mm. I knew then, but I held faith until, faith until today because I thought if anyone could pull it out of the bag, it was Phil. Even Phil could. Do you think that faith is gone now? Oh, it's done. You that know, game, you that think... game's never coming to Xbox. You think part two comes to Xbox? I think at any point. the only way, I think maybe the wording in the contract for the exclusive of this is Final Fantasy Remake 7 cannot come to Xbox, yeah? But Deluxe Edition, I... Revamped Edition, Re-Re-Re-Re-Deluxe Edition can will... come out at some point when this game is done. I want to offer something different and it has nothing to do with wording from PlayStation or anything like that. Square Enix just doesn't want to put it on Xbox. No, that I call bullshit. On I that. think so. I don't understand. I don't. That doesn't make sense to me. Because they have they have a good relationship with Sony, and for the rest of the game, Sony's going to be funding these. So you want to keep that relationship going, especially because Square Enix put out the statement of like for AAA games, they're looking to partner with people to fund the games. Just buy them already and get over and done with, so I don't have to feel this pain all the damn time. Not that again. And by the way, I'm not. I've got. I'm. I'm very fortunate. I have a PlayStation Five. I can play these games. It's not a big deal. But ultimately, Xbox plays the fact that they're willing to put Crisis Core Remake on the bloody on Xbox and not. <laughs> But it's new to me, Chris. It's new to me. God damn it. It yeah. hurts. It hurts. But January it, 1st, it, you'll get your pizza. It is it is painful. I understand that. I like how the audience is almost entirely on my side, and I appreciate every single one of you. I see you on Twitter. I love you. <sighs> Whatever. Uh first news story. Uh PlayStation's Jim Ryan called Xbox Call of Duty Promise inadequate on many levels last week xbox boss phil spencer said uh, the new call of duty games will remain on playstation platforms for at least uh, quote at least several more years end quote after activision's current contract with sony expense ex uh, expires sorry now playstation ceo jim ryan is calling spencer's offer quote inadequate in a statement to GameIndustry.biz, Ryan said he didn't intend to make uh, to comment on the business discussion until Spencer brought it out into the quote public forum. End quote. Quote. Microsoft has has only offered uh, for Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement between Activision and Sony ends, Ryan said. After almost 20 years of Call of Duty on PlayStation, their proposal was inadequate on many levels and failed to take, take account of the impact on our gamers. We want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality Call of Duty experience, and Microsoft's proposal undermines this principle. Let's bring uh, Dovin, Devin, Dovin, Dovin. Dover. 
Thanks. Do you Is that... Is that <laughs> Into this. what he was doing. Saying, do you think Jim Ryan knows uh, about all the stuff that Sony keeps from Xbox players, <laughs> such as a year-locked exclusive uh, exclusives for Destiny and Deathloop and other games such as Final Fantasy, or... Or so you think he only cares about shareholders? Do you think Phil Spencer, uh, Phil Spencer, has is more in touch is, is more in touch with console community than Sony is with theirs? Um, so uh, that's it's a lot to take in here. So let's let's start at the top, Crash. Let's start at the top. This quote, okay. Jim Ryan, inadequate. Xbox. Three years. I'm saying words very slowly here. Well, actually, not three years. Microsoft has offered to the Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement between Activision and Sony ends. And we have no idea how long that current agreement is. Well, I'd assume that agreement ends this year. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. No, I, I think you're wrong. This year. Why? Those, those agreements are probably thought. done year to They're year, done year I'd to imagine. Year. I would have thought they would have more plainly said it then. To me, this is a bit of smoke and mirrors of going, actually, it's five years, but we're going to say it's three to get people riled up a bit more. No, I think he was being very like precise, like this is exactly what was offered here yeah. to us, and this is not enough. And I think that also feeds into like Phil Spencer being like, we want games to be everywhere, sort of like already putting Xbox no. at the good guy segment. Yeah, can we just just real quick, Crash? Can I just a touch on that, please? Yeah. The, the we want games everywhere is absolute bollocks from Phil Spencer. Yeah. By the way, like I yeah. love Phil Spencer, but Phil Spencer wants games everywhere under his terms and That's how it. it can benefit Xbox. Which yeah. we all know that we all understand that we're not After. stupid. <laughs> like if, yeah. if you honestly like we want games everywhere is we want games on Xbox Game Pass and on Xbox Clad and on Xbox this is not we want games everywhere. No, Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. What happened after 3 years is like oh you guys want to keep getting Call of Duty sure we want game pass on your console is what it would end up being yeah. probably. But yeah, sorry to interject there. Like I I we can't I'm about to call Jim Ryan out on his shit. I can't not call Phil Spencer out on yeah. his. Yeah, of course. Jim Ryan, stop it. Stop it. That's that's not I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be rude and I'm not gonna be mean, but I'm just gonna say stop it. You are the industry leader in video games. You have the best exclusive games on the market. I don't think we're arguing it here, are we? Like Yeah. Stop it. I don't want to hear bullcrap like, after almost 20 years, okay, who cares? Who cares about how long a game's been on a system? A company has bought the other company, which it hasn't quite yet, so we need to all be careful. I, uh, a company is trying to buy another company, and you are going to miss out on, on huge franchises that you know make not only your company money, a ton of money, but also know that it's going to impact your bottom line. You don't care about Call of Duty like that. Let's not pretend. You care about yeah. how much Call of Duty makes, how much it resonates with a, uh, with a uh, casual audience, and how it's going to negatively impact Sony as a whole. Honestly, I think this whole situation reads like two school kids arguing yes. on the playground from both sides, where it's sort of like, this is a business deal on both sides. 
Microsoft's uh, with Phil Spencer. It's like uh, he goes, he tells Jim Ryan something he whispers to him and then acts like a great person in front of everybody with Jim Ryan. He's like, that guy did this to me and blows it out of proportion. And this yes. just cycle goes on and on and on. And I'm just kind of tired of it at this point. Like the deal's going to go through. It's not going to go through whatever. I just don't want it feels bad for the two heads to be bickering non-bickering they're doing it in a very business way Mm -hmm. like this is all like about business and all this stuff and it's like you guys are millionaires trying to argue on behalf of billion to trillion dollar companies i really don't care yeah but i think that's a very mature way to look at it right yeah i think this is very much talking to xbox players to sony players yeah i think it's a case of like look we got your back like we're, we're trying don't get us we're trying to play ball here and i think i think yeah i think you're right it does come across like two 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 millionaires crying about the smallest minute details what i will say is though if it was me and i'm phil spencer oh you're in trouble because i'll buy up everything i'd buy up everything <laughs> that i humanly could buy up even things that i'm like eh, i would st- i'd be like yo if you want to do this, because I think this is where they've gone wrong, right? Phil Spencer has ultimately said, I'm not on Phil's side, I'm not on anyone's side, but Phil has said, oh, we did offer that, we have said that we'll put it out on for for multiple years, which, that's more than they have to do. That is an olive branch at the end of the day. Like, that is more than they have to do. A conversation could have been had in two and a half years, in two years' time to say, oh, you know what, this has worked out really well. We're making a shed ton of money. Let's just keep it where it is. Now, if this deal goes through, me, if you're, again, I'm petty oh, as hell. Absolutely. But me, bro, you ain't getting all. nothing. Oh, dude, over. You ain't getting nothing from me. But again, you've got to look at it from a business point of view. Which yeah. is. And, go on. Sorry, go on. No, please, was, no, please, please. I was going to say, and probably it's ultimately not just Phil's decision to be paid. Yeah, of course not. not. And so the the likelihood is chair board members will see dollar signs and go, yeah, just put it on PlayStation and get a shitload of money. Sort of. I don't think so. I don't think so because ultimately they st- the board members still have to see the long-term vision with this, which is yeah. I think ultimately you're doing this because you want you want to give them, you want to play good guy, but you also want to have a point in time where you can go, and now the thing that we've been giving you yeah. come to us for. And I see why Sony it's... are like, you're taking the piss. Because yeah. it's, it's like it's like any good drug dealer. You, gi- you give away a free sample. Yeah. You give away a it free is... sample. I know it's not free, but like you do give away a free sample to get someone hooked. And then you go, next three years, now you've got to come to my house covered. to pick it up. Now you got, I used to travel to you to drop off these drugs. Now you've got to come to my house to get them. Which is the better version of that? Is it going, you can have it for three years? Yes. And then it's gone? Or is it, it's exclusive to Xbox for six months? I mean, it's, I think it's a multi-layered question, right? Because I think what, so, what Xbox are banking on is when we drop our new console, the conversation of they've got God of War, they've got Last of Us, they've got Final Fantasy. Yeah, but we have Call of Duty. 
And ultimately, I, we love God of War, we love Final Fantasy, we love Uncharted, we love all these games that are fantastic, Last of Us, whatever. They do not move units the way Call of Duty moves units. And none of them are Call of Duty. None of them. Yeah. Not Even with Call of Duty in the decline, they are not even close. Yeah. Uh, I think Call of Duty, I think Vanguard outsold uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake by a yeah. significant amount. I think it also sold Final Fantasy XV. I think um, Final Fantasy as a total franchise, and mind you, came out before Call of Duty sold 160 million or something like that units. Um, and Call of Duty is at like 400 million or something like that. It's so like there is a significant difference in the amount of sales. Final Fantasy's total sales are 168 million. And Call of Duty's total sales are... Uh, they don't have the total sales. They only have the revenue, um, which is 30 billion. <clears throat> More than 30 billion. Oh, it's... Uh... Divided by... No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, I, I think it's... Yeah, I don't know. I could, I could see it going either way. I could see Xbox, like you say, pulling the rug and going, you don't get it. I could see him having it for a few years. I could see him having it for six months exclusivity. I I have no idea how it's going to go. Um, but you're right. Call of Duty is a different beast entirely. Um, you know, it's like a FIFA. Uh, I think is the only other thing that I could see having the similar amount of pull. Um, I I would argue Call of Duty probably has more pull than FIFA. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I was saying in sort of comparison, right, right, right. Got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. Ballpark. Yeah. Um, or Fortnite, I guess, but um, that's different. But yeah, ultimately, I just, I think uh, Jim Ryan should have shut the hell up and done this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm more, I'm more frustrated at Jim Ryan, the way he handled this situation, than, than Phil. And maybe yeah, that's because, because, because I like Phil more as a human being. I don't think so. I think it's because what he said and what Jim Ryan said felt. Jim Ryan very, sort felt, of felt, felt, the mask. Yeah, Phil Spencer kept the mask. Like yeah. I, I still, I, I think the argument of them being kids in a school ground still holds. But 100%. I do think that uh, Phil kept his composure and like kept nice around people. Where uh, Jim Ryan just started throwing a tantrum, like "What's going on?" or whatever. Phil's answer was approved by Xbox PR. Jim's clearly not. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think I think Jim's was improved by PR. Approved yeah. by PR. No way. This is the, one of the most hypocritical statements I've ever seen in my life. There's no well, way. It's funny that you say that, Matt. I, I just wanted to get onto that. Are we? Are we like? I don't. I don't know what the chat is like on the internet for this. I didn't really see it to be honest with you. But are we joking about like about games being on? Like, I, I, I don't think what he says is technically wrong because Uncharted was never on play Xbox and. Last of Us was never on Xbox, so you can't use those as examples, really. But the same argument is to be had, right? Just exclusives in general. Yeah, okay. but I think it's accurate, but it's also inaccurate because Call of Duty is any of those franchises, I think. And it's also Microsoft buying a studio to make stuff exclusives. Whereas like, if you really want to argue about Final Fantasy's exclusivity and stuff like that, you shouldn't be arguing with PlayStation. It should be Square Enix you're making the argument to, because they're the ones who ultimately make the decision. It's like contraband's an exclusive. You don't go, uh, you're not arguing about contraband being an exclusive, even though that's made by a third party. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean this. I think this, these deals have always. I think it's yeah. you're right. It's the magnitude of the game, right? Yeah, and, and look, I I'm, think, yeah, I'm not saying I agree with like Final no. Fantasy. I wish Final Fantasy was an exclusive and stuff like that. 
But like, if you're looking at a, at a totality sort of situation, I do think that this is a very unique situation just because of how big Call of Duty is. Absolutely. That's why it's so important to Xbox, though. Oh, absolutely. They bought, they bought <laughs> Activision for a reason. They did it by Activision. You don't spend that type of money to not make things exclusive. Ultimately, at some point. I agree. So. Or get something out of it. Even if, like, the, the problem is, even if, like, realistically, this game stays multi platform, at some point in time, Call Xbox gets the better end of the stick from yeah. Sony. They get something out of Sony that Sony otherwise wouldn't have wanted to give. Yeah. Uh, and to all, sorry, go on. I was going to say, do you think there's... No, no, it's a stupid thing. Move on. Go on. But it's stupid. I was going to say, do you think there's a world in which... So long-winded. That they, they somehow incorporate cloud services into Battle.net. They keep Battle.net running as a third-party thing, and they have a Battle.net app on PlayStation allowing you to stream Call of Duty that way. No. I agree. That's why I didn't want to say it. <laughs> but no, no, but it's I... A... I <laughs> I think you didn't want to say that. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't want to say that. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, we, didn't ask, we didn't answer the question really, though. Uh, is Jim Ran out of touch, or does he only care about shareholders? Yes, his job is to care about shareholders. His job is not to oh, care about anything else. Both these people, like, they're in the same situation. I think Microsoft's, as a whole, has been more... Um, community focus so phil spencer is in the better position from an argument standpoint but if you switch positions with xbox and playstation on who's the bigger console you end up in the same situation just flipped we've seen yep. it time and time again it consistently happens it is a it is a repeating thing in the industry yep well it's until look just a until xbox have their exclusivity with cod and they get the marketing details with PlayStation. Uh, sorry, the marketing details with FIFA. And then they control the marketing with Madden. And all of these games again, like they did in the 360 era. Xbox are going to be in second place. Because ultimately, I think more core gamers want to play single player experiences from the best studios in the world. And currently, that is being made at Sony. So yeah. to say, but that's the truth. Next up, GoldenEye has been announced for Xbox. Uh, this tweet comes from Rare. It says, 25 years after the original release, experience GoldenEye 007 faithfully recreated for Xbox consoles, including achievements, 4K resolutions, and smoother frame rates, even in uh, split-screen local multiplayer. Coming soon to Game Pass. Now, guys, this opened up a whole can of worms because this was announced at Nintendo's Direct and said that it was coming with online. It's online split screen. What? It's so still split. The game is still split screen. Oh, really? Yeah. So the way they do is they double the emulation to what both people are seeing, but it's still split screen. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. It's how, it's how the tech works that they made, because it's actually like uh, somewhat impressive tech from Nintendo as far as online goes. Um, uh, but it is um, just essentially two versions of the same game where everything is the exact same on the screen. Yeah, or four yeah, yeah. Uh, on the screen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people are pissed. A lot of people are, <laughs> well, not pissed, but some people are sort of like confused and is Xbox the best place to play this game and all that stuff. And 
You would have played the online for 10 seconds. Yeah. And when... This game is one of those games, yeah? I loved GoldenEye as a kid. Growing up playing 007 on M64 was some of the best memories I have in gaming, bar none. But you were going to play this for about an hour with your friends and go, ah, should we go back to COD? Or any other game. There's no way you're sticking on this. I think it's worth a Monday night stream. Well, it's not for us now. I mean, unless you play the story mode, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, okay. So, no, mm. what I meant, I don't mean the, the story mode I think you'll play through. Because of achievements, because of, like, just wanting to reminisce through these maps and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm all about the online stuff. That was something you were going to play for an hour. Like, yeah, you, yeah, no yeah, one yeah. really... I don't think any, anybody who... I, I do think there's an argument to be had that this is a lesser version than the Nintendo version, sure. But it's in Game Pass, so it's not costing you anything extra anyway. If you Pass got Game Pass. Pass. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I understood that. I know the argument's going to be there of, well, if I don't have Game Pass, well, that's because you're... Because we know Game Pass isn't free, folks. 100% it is not free. It definitely costs money. Can we, can we have a little peek behind the curtain here and say we didn't put this as an E3 prediction because we thought it was a guaranteed thing we knew was happening at E3 and then it didn't. So what happened? Do you think didn't Nintendo stepped in and was like, oh no, we want it for a direct later on? No, I think it was Nintendo's Nintendo's uh, announcement to announce, right? Yeah, Nintendo owns, Nintendo owns the IP of this, yeah. So ultimately, I don't think this is the James Bond game we were talking about. There's a no, there's still a rumored slash leak another 007 game that's what, out there Io? in the world. I don't know who it's from, but I'm just saying. I know Io's no Io one's been announced, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Double yeah, No, I thought yeah. I thought there was another one. Oh, was uh, besides, I thought that. the rumor was for 007 Golden Eye being uh, quote unquote remastered. Okay, then maybe uh, I'm yeah, wrong. game coming to Game Pass. Maybe I'm um, wrong. I wonder if Pierce Brosnan's getting a check for this. I hope so. I would imagine so. But who knows? Because this game came out so long ago that who knows what type of deals they were making for games back then. Don't say it like that. I remember when this game launched. Yeah. I'm that old. Have you fixed... Have the great hair started coming in? No, they haven't. They haven't. I'm doing... (laughs) I'm doing A-O-K on that front. I just put in N46. That oh, you want to see when the game came out? I did want to see when the game came out, yeah. It came out 1997. It was two. Three. Five. But I remember it being out. I remember buying it. I remember my mom getting it for me. I remember having the Rumble pack and I remember everything. I think oh. I played this for the first time on an emulator, Naughty Naughty, in like school, in like secondary school. And I'd be a hundred percent honest with you guys. You've never played it. You've never. Played I've it, really. never played this game. Ooh-wee! Huh? Yeah, I mean that doesn't that doesn't surprise me if I'm honest. It was this what this was the game crash. You know, like the way COD was. The way COD is now, like Wait, Halo Two. Yeah. You and you and four friends. It. You and four friends in a house. I remember going to my friend James Chitty's. Yeah, Chitty, not Shitty. Chitty, Chit Chit Chit. 
I, I heard what I heard, and yeah, then you yeah. said it, and I'm like, did I hear what I hear? No. Or shitty James. And I remember us lot <laughs> playing this game. Me, him, his brother, a girl called Bella, and we just used to destroy this game. It was the best. Big head mode, golden gun mode. It was just the best. We didn't deserve it. That's true. It'll break a lot of hearts out there, but if this announcement was for 007 Nightfire, I'd be way more excited because that was my... Which one's Nightfire? Get off the podcast. I hate so you. Good. No on game yeah, was that PS2? Uh, yes. I think it was on PS2. I played it on game. Yeah, I think yeah. I played that one. That one was actually fun. I'm with Sick. you, Matt. So good. Nightfire was... Uh, yeah. I think it was PS2. You're right. All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we got three new Yakuza users. We got three new Yakuza games announced. Uh, like a Dragon Eight. I'm baffled, Crash. Okay, I'm so baffled. Like a Dragon is the official name of the franchise in Japan. That's what so they're I transitioning assumed, to call them all Like a Dragon at this point. So, so I don't think not- you're going to be getting Yakuza games anymore, per se. But you're going to be getting Yakuza games. As far as I'm aware, they're transitioning the titling for the games so, in the Yakuza's north or in the like west. A, is, so in the west, we're getting Like a Dragon games. Yeah. So what about... That's my, in- my understanding. My understanding is that's what they refer to the games in like Japan, is that they are Like a Dragon games. Got you. My okay. understanding could be completely incorrect, because I don't actually... I'm not super well versed in the franchise. No, Matt nor looks am very I. confused. Nor am I. The only the only Yakuza game that I've ever played was Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yeah. But that didn't have a number after it. So now I'm seeing Like a Dragon 8, and I'm like, is this That's the JRPG Is this the one I want to play? Yes. That, okay. that is the turn based one. Okay. So they're gonna be transitioning those into like the mainline titles as far as ah. I'm aware. So okay. like more of the open world, like traditional stuff is going to become the side games now. So th- so they're going to be the, the other games <laughs> that have been announced, like a dragon, well, Inchi. Yeah. Ishin is Ishin. a remake of a game that came out in like 2014, I of think, course. or something like that. Of course. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is a new game that uses the old main protagonist. <laughs> And it's going to be a tie-in to 8, because 8 has two main protagonists, the character from Like a Dragon and the character from the previous games. But it's all turn-based. Yeah. I might be wrong about some of this stuff, mind you, but no, I'm no, pretty sure I got you've it pretty spot it. on. You've nailed it. You've nailed it. I so sick. I should be excited for Like a Dragon 8. Yes. Because that is I, the really one that you I did will, enjoy yes. Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yes, yes. Though I never finished it, which is very upsetting, but I did really enjoy what I played of it. Okay, I'll be excited for that one. No problem. Yeah. Well, there you go. Matt, any thoughts? <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have literally no idea what's been happening for the past 10 minutes. Like, this is wild to me. I have no yeah. idea. I okay. wouldn't know where to start. I hear so many good things about this series, and now I'm like, well, if I'm got fucking clue where to go. Play Judgment. I've heard good things about Judgment. The only, the only game I've played is Like a Dragon as well. I haven't played any of the other Yakuza games. Like a Dragon, good game. Very good game. Very, very good game. Which one do I play? One, two, three, four, five, six. So I I think if you want, if you want, if you want a turn-based Yakuza slash like a dragon game start with like a dragon yakuza like a dragon because that's the perfect place to, to carry on from the new one what's coming out which is eight 
Yeah, as far as I'm aware, also, um, like a dragon eight or not eight, <laughs> like a Yakuza, like a dragon is um is not super connected to the other games, no, but it very not. much tonally is the same. Yes. So that would probably be the best spot to start. So Yakuza, like, like a, dragon, a dragon, not <laughs> not like a dragon eight or like a dragon, whatever. Yeah. You got it, Matt? No, we write am I going crazy? <laughs> We've been talking this long and nobody said the number seven. What, what is happening? I don't know. Well, because Seven was already seven. a game. That's already out. That's done. <laughs> He's given up. He's given <laughs> up. Completely, completely up. defeated. Moving on. Uh, Halo lead Bonnie Ross is leaving Free for Free Industries and Xbox. Uh, industry, uh, industry, and Microsoft veteran Bonnie Ross is is announcing her plan to leave the company today, with an intent to focus on her family. Microsoft also announced the le uh, leadership uh, to the leadership team is undergoing some something of restructured, splitting Bonnie Ross's role into three parts to better save the franchise's growing footprint, which is now includes TV and other cross media projects. Studio veteran and production lead Pierre Hintz, Hintz will become studio head of 343 industry effective immediately leading the studio uh, studio's ongoing development on Halo Infinite and the Master Chief Collection as well as future games the leadership team will expand with uh, new roles including Brian Koski who will become GM of the franchise and Elizabeth Van White Wacken Wack who will oversee business and operations. Big news, Bonnie Ross leaving, everyone. Big news. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to say I don't think this has to do with the recent uh, kerfuffle for 343 not working on Halo anymore. Um, I think this is probably a plan because in her statement, she had said that uh, she was planning on leaving after the winter update. So I think that just sort of expedited it a little bit. So it seems like this has been like in the works or something that's been going to happen um i hope this leads to good stuff for halo infinite um pierre heinz i'm pretty sure is the person who worked on master chief collection and sort of fixed that from what it was yeah. so there is a bitter there is a bit of a silver lining there yeah 100 percent um it's a good thing they've got things in place for this to happen obviously halo is going nowhere in xbox's plans though i think it should be put on ice for a little bit from from after this game personally my opinion but um yeah man congratulations to bonnie everything she's done in the industry she's been with xbox been with microsoft i should say for as long as i've been covering xbox so wild i think it's like 27 years yeah she's been there so she's been there about as old as i am as long so. as i've been alive <laughs> as long as i've been alive like that's how crazy it is yeah. so uh shout out shout out indeed uh cyberpunk uh, 2077 Phantom Liberty is the first expansion won't be on last-gen consoles. CG Project Red uh, announced that Cyberpunk's 2077's first major expansion is called Phantom Library and will be released on PS5, Xbox Series, and PC and Stadia. Uh, announced during the Night City Wire livestream, the expansion marks the first major addition uh, of new content to Cyberpunk 2077 outside of the variety, pa uh, various sorry patches that fixed the game following its disastrous launch. Hello, once again, my Xbox and me audience. How are you doing? I apologize for the abrupt ending once again on this week's my Xbox and me. My internet still just won't hold up. We tried to 
end the episode three times and then they just kept dropping that so i do apologize no plug 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 this week and we didn't get to cover the rest of the news or the questions still a lengthy episode though hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode until next time we will love you leave you and see you all later a goodbyes remember when i said i'm a hypocrite